This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Into the happy hour we roll. It has been a fun day so far. Myself. A fun Friday. Fun Friday so far. Myself. Uh, Chris Ello has jumped on and off uh, <laughs> throughout the, the course of the show. Uh, five o'clock hour, we usually reset things, and obviously the big story today, Brooklyn Net point guard Kyrie Irvin requesting a trade. Uh, it sounds like Scrabe, he wanted an extension. The Brooklyn Nets have been slow in terms of getting that, getting that extension done. Um, I, I, I'm not so sure that it's clear with, that they don't want to do an extension. They just weren't in... Um, a hurry to do one at this point. I and, mean, understandably, right, right, <laughs> and and uh, at this point, Kyrie is of the mindset: um, I'm walking if I get to free agency. So he's putting the pressure on the Nets to make a move now, where you can get something for him. Versus the clock running out, the end of the season happening, and now he's walking away in free agency for nothing. He he's put the Nets in a terrible spot, especially after the Nets have stuck up for him for this entire time that he's been with the team because no team is going to give them full value for Kyrie knowing that he has put this ultimatum down. Well, the good thing for and, Ky- what, and what team is going to get a guy who doesn't have a contract past this this offseason? Oh, there's one I can think of in particular in the Los Angeles Lakers, as we talked uh, about oh, earlier oh, yes. in the show. Yes, I forgot. Russell Westbrook's $43 million contract comes <laughs> off the books. Yes, it does. So, you know, in basketball, unlike some of the other sports, when you make a trade, you kind of have to match up uh, existing contracts so that – um, I think you can be within a hundred thousand dollars of whatever the total value is. So you have to try to match up um, the contracts. The and, 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 yeah, and so the Kyrie, one year left, high value. Russell Westbrook, Westbrook uh, one year, high value. They match. Now that's not to say that there's going to get something done, but uh, certainly Kyrie has. And the, the interesting thing was things have have really settled down. Kyrie has actually come back. Been locked in on basketball. There had been some success prior to Kevin Durant getting hurt. Um, they're expecting him back either right before the break, right after the break. When they were together, I think they had ran off something like 10 straight at some point during this year. So it's an interesting timing, not only because um, things are quiet, seem to be going well. You don't ha- Once KD comes back, remember that these two were like a tandem. They like talk to each other. They. They're they, like friends. You, yeah, you wonder where this leaves Kevin Durant at this point. 
I would think that Kevin Durant knew about this. I would hope that Kevin Durant knew that this news was going to come out today because Kevin Durant is a guy who's on social media a lot, and so he would find out very quickly that Kyrie asked for a trade. <laughs> the The only thing is, like, what team wants to deal with Kyrie and and the stuff that comes along with Kyrie? I can tell you right now. The Lakers, like, LeBron's going to stand for this nonsense sometimes that comes into the locker room? I, at first, I, I don't know that. There's any nonsense left that Kyrie is going to, that that there is to, I mean, yeah, things pop up. Kyrie is certainly uh, uh, an individual that is very uh, strong-minded in his in his thoughts, um, but I don't know that that's what he, you would be getting coming to L.A. He clearly has signaled, even in the last game where the Lakers played uh, Brooklyn, that there is a a a a maturing that has taken place from the time they were teammates and he asked to be traded out of Cleveland yeah, when LeBron was there to, till now. And I think he realizes through th- through some of the trials he's gone through um, that he had a pretty good partner to, to work with prior to, to leaving Cleveland. So I do think there's an element of that. I don't think there's any question LeBron wants it to happen. I mean, based, <laughs> based on what we read. I mean, actually, there's no real way to know, but... Um, Based on everything everybody says, he certainly would like this to happen. Now, from my standpoint, I would be, I would, uh, it'd be sad to see Russell Westbrook go. I know he has taken a lot of flack, but and you've stood by I, him. I, I think that he's played well this year. Although he had a rough night last night, I think two for sixteen shooting. Yeah, that's uh, rough. <laughs> but but he did have ten assists. 10 points. So he's doing something. He's doing something. And he had a great defensive play at the end. That's not the point. The point is I would, it would be sad to see him go from my standpoint. Your Russell Westbrook is my Alex Smith. I stood ah, yeah, on the yeah. on the top of the mountain screaming, Alex Smith will be great one day. <laughs> Alex Smith is a good quarterback. And I think he proved that he's a good quarterback. He of course, uh, he just didn't have a chance in San Francisco. Uh, of course, Russell Westbrook was like is like a perennial That's also all-star. True. No, who, you're right. Who has right. Uh, at least in that LA uniform has has not seemed um, the same guy, and quite frankly, hasn't been asked to do the same type of things. But that's the one big story: Kyrie Irving uh, asking to be traded. AJ Preller, as we discussed earlier, sat down with Buster only during the podcast. Uh, he he made some news. He said that uh, the team, the organization, and, and Manny Machado expect to sit down in the next few weeks. We played it for you earlier. Here it is again. The, the conversation has been mainly that you know we'll 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 look at this here in the next uh, in the next couple couple weeks and and months going into the season. And Manny knows what we think about him. He's been a huge part of obviously what we've done here. Um, you know his signing you know four years ago, uh, kind of spearheading the team, getting back into the playoffs a couple times here in the last few years. He's you know coming off another MVP type season. We want him here with the Padres. We want him here a long time, but he's under contract, so it's more of Manny's decision, honestly. You know, kind of how this plays out with the opt out at the end of the season. So, I think what we've tried to do is just make it known that you know we we, we value and appreciate him. We're going to listen to what he wants to say, and then we'll kind of figure out what's best for everybody here going forward. AJ Preller, uh, head of baseball. Operations, GM, yeah. whatever you, uh, it's King hard. Of the universe. Yeah, basically. It's hard <laughs> to know exactly universe. what the title is, but, uh, uh, that, that is, that is, that is some news. I guess you, they're going to sit down and, and have a conversation. Do you, I don't know that I expect anything to come from this, honestly, but do you think, I mean, Manny has to wait until this season is over to make the decision. He cannot make a decision before, I mean, he can because it's his choice, but, 
it wouldn't be the right thing for him, I don't think. And I don't know because I've never had this decision before. But I don't know that you can make a decision either way right now. I don't know that Manny is uh, the type of person that – I mean, he's he's certainly going to make the best decision that he possibly can for himself. And it would seem that that would be to, to opt out and try to make – but the Padres could take the, the really – the ball and run with it and, and throw them an offer that is and blow them away. Blow them away. I mean, that's certainly within within the realm. Dennis Lynn's uh, fan survey. They said, "Remember when we were talking about the question of Juan, Juan Soto, Soto and yeah. Manny Machado? Who would you if one goes and if you keep one? I believe, and the other uh, I believe to go? you and Chris uh, took uh, Mr. Soto. We did, and we were wrong because Manny Machado. He, uh, he is the Padres right now, and and so I understand that. Same with, uh, but they they do expect Manny Machado. The fan survey expects him to be back in a Padres uniform, but they do not expect Juan Soto to be back in a Padres uniform. Interesting. Interesting. Listen. It, it's uh, and you know, you guys. I've I've said it many times how I feel about Juan Soto. You love him. I think he's I he's think great, he's spectacular. Uh, in terms of the fans, they didn't get to see that version of Juan. You know what I'm saying? So you can understand the hesitation. Yeah, and they've seen what Manny has done. What the the, the last four, four, years. The four years he's yeah. been in a Padre uniform. It's it's not a hard choice for from a fan standpoint. Uh, Not a hard choice at all. At all. And so, I don't know. You, you get a chance to – those are the type of um, – those are good decisions to to, to be uh, hanging over your head, for sure. Yeah, and, and A.J. Preller is uh, and the Padres are very smart. They're going to do what they need to do to make Manny feel loved and welcomed by the franchise. I mean, it's going to be like a season – I don't know. Does this Is this how it works? Is it a season-long courting process for the Padres? I don't know that you're you're, you're courting. Um, at this point, Randy knows what the organization's about. There's nothing new that they're gonna be able to pull out. You know. What if they uh, got like a cotton candy machine? I mean, that goes a long way. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, I, dep- I guess it depends on how Manny feels about cotton candy. <laughs> yeah, right? I don't know. If don't he doesn't like answer. cotton candy, that might be a step backwards. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? That would be. Then okay, caramel corn. Maybe whatever. Popcorn. Whatever his likes are, I suggest you you you, you get those done. Yeah. Um. Absolutely. Especially those little trinkets like uh, a cotton candy machine or you know things like that. Like a maybe an NBA Jam arcade machine in the clubhouse? I'm that would saying. be sweet. I'm just saying. Not a bad idea. Not a bad <laughs> idea. Uh, Eggie Rosario will uh, miss spring training in uh, half of the season. Broken ankle. I didn't, I didn't see this story until uh, I rolled in earlier today. Um, that's... It hurts the depth, right? I mean, he's a guy who came up and was able to contribute in a depth spot, but I don't know that it's uh, necessarily you know moves the needle in terms of how good they are. I don't think it moves the needle at all, quite frankly. But uh, it is something to know, and uh, it seems like uh, in another news, it seems like Tony Romo's uh, taking some heat. It's great, man. He is just being thrown under the bus every which way. Have you seen all this news about him and how he's not studying anymore? And, and we talked and a little bit about it yesterday. We did. We uh, did. Yeah. Again, I I think it's a whole lot about nothing. <laughs> I don't know why. I I've listened to him a lot, and I don't know if I've ever felt like he wasn't studying. Like it it, it certainly isn't bleeding through the screen. No, not to me either. And if it honestly sounds like a lot of these people are just jealous, it, it really does. 
because they're they're all like media people that are saying these things about Tony Romo, which is very strange. Like if fans say it, I wonder is is Tony has he been uh, not mistreating people right? Because this this doesn't this doesn't make any sense to me. Because maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Chris and I are both off base on this, but. I think Tony Romo's pretty good. I mean, I, I'm not saying he's the best, but I'm, I think he's pretty good. Yeah, um, Colin Cowherd today, the, uh, he said his uh, addiction to golf is the problem for Tony Romo. Oh, that that he's playing he, too he's much playing golf. Too mu- oh, Colin's in on this now, huh? Oh, of course. I mean, we we got to have Colin's opinion on this. And it's got to be it's got to be interesting, which hey, is hey, he, he's he's playing too much golf to be studying. Man, can't can't do both, man. I don't know, Jim. <laughs> You did that yesterday, and it was kind of freaky. I was like, you know, that's, that's, it sounds like the crazy version of Tony Romo. Yeah, but it does. It it's does. exaggerated, but it's 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 pretty damn good, I must I, say. I think he's good. I don't think he's, like, terrible. Well, we talked about it yesterday. What do you think about Greg Olson? You don't like him either. Uh, no. You asked me a year ago, because Chris was, like, out of the gate, Greg Olson is the best guy on the on the uh, TV analyst side, and I know what I'm talking about, uh, Screamy. Here you, here you go taking a shot at, at Chris. Again. This he ain't is, even here to defend himself today. This is why I'm a broadcaster of 30 years, <laughs> and it. you're not. This he is what he said. said that. This is what he said a year ago. This is what he said a year ago. He you, totally said you that. You are adding extras to a lot of stuff today. No. No. I swear to you he said that. And uh, But... Over the last season, watched Greg Olson a lot because, you know, they called the 49ers a lot. And I do like him. I think I was being too hard. I think Chris made me want to hate him in the beginning. I could see that. I could see you doing it just to be uh, petty. Yeah, but he, he, uh, speaking of contracts of TV analysts, I mean, Tom Brady is probably going to move Where does Olson end up? Because if Tom Brady's coming. He's either Fox number two. Or he has a provision I saw that if a number one job opens up, then he can take that job and get out of his Fox contract, which is smart. But I don't know where he would – could he take so over he Thursday falls... Night Football like for Herb Street? Does he want that? With Al Michael, one game a week? He's already doing one game a week. I'm just saying, it's Amazon Prime. <laughs> Amazon has all the money, though. They'll pay you. That's true. They don't care. I guess, I guess go where the money's greenest. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I think I, it's, I'm even saying that. Yeah, Amazon's got plenty of money. I, I believe Jeff Bezos just walks around and throws money at people as he's walking around. So. He certainly has enough to do that if he, <laughs> if he chose to do that. All right, let's uh, step away. When we come back, we got some uh, over-under win totals. Plus, I, I know people know the schedule for Major League Baseball is changing, but there are some fun quirks in it this year completely revamped schedule in Major League Baseball. We'll talk about it next. More Gwen and Chris on the way. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. The Major League Baseball season gets closer and closer and closer. Spring training, to be specific. Padres' first game will be February 24th. Take it on the Mariners. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, no, it's... it's That's literally, I think, three weeks from it's today. It's speeding. Uh, towards us right now, and that's a good thing. Uh, some changes in baseball this year. We talked a lot about the rule change. And oh, listen to you bringing in, I, I bringing did. in the uh, organ. I love, love it. the organ. I love it. It's a beautiful thing. It beautiful is. thing. Uh, some changes we haven't talked about. I think it's just we've talked about it a little bit, but uh, the schedule completely changes. Gone are the days of the seventy-six games versus your own division. That computes about 19 games per team that you're playing against in your division. No longer. But doesn't that mean you're going to travel more? Yes. You're going to travel further. You're going to travel more. You're going to travel further in some instances. I have those some of those quirky numbers for you here oh, okay. uh, shortly. But now uh, the number has been chopped to 13 games against each division. Spread out over four series. Two home series. Two road series. Uh, rinse and repeat. The other thing that has changed, and it's probably, I guess, the one thing that hasn't really changed much is how much you'll face your other, the other opponents outside of your division in the same league. Okay. So, Padres facing the Central and uh, East, mm. not much of a change there. You're going to face those usually one time at home, one time on the road. That's not going to change. The major change, however is obviously interleague play. Gone are the days where you are trapped against whatever division it is that day. So it would rotate. It'd be the NL West versus the AL West, and it would rotate Central, East, so on and so forth. That is no longer the case. You're going to get a much, much more uh, interleague play. And I love this. And this is the best part about it. One of the things that makes the NBA so successful is they market their stars on a 
national uh, from a national standpoint, right? Yeah, you know who Morant is mm-hmm. in California. You know, you know who Steph Curry Steph is in Curry North Carolina. One hundred percent. They do it nationally, and I think this is where the Major League Baseball is is going. Right? This isn't nineteen sixty eight anymore. This isn't nineteen ninety eight anymore. As Jason Starks put in his <laughs> athletic or athletic article, um, the idea is really to lean on your stars a little bit more. And so now, uh, a guy like Mike Trout, he can be seen in a in a a National League park like Chicago, yeah, the Cubs don't very rarely get to see him, or like Cincinnati and those folks in Anaheim, you know, who don't get to see said star. Or, well, they got to see a lot of Dansby Swanson, but now he's a Cub. Mm-hmm, You'll mm-hmm. get a chance to you get a chance to see him uh, in in Anaheim. If you don't see him this year, you get to see him next year because it will alternate. If a team doesn't come to you one year. The following year, in one of those American League teams will come to your National League city. Like the Padres are playing the Yankees in New York this year, and so next year they will. The Yankees will be coming into San Diego, correct? Correct. Uh, I always think about your son Trey when you're talking about this stuff because you said he's a big Bengals fan. He also likes DK Metcalf, I believe. Yep. So football is obviously different, but if you translate this to baseball, this would be awesome for Trey because he's able to get to see the guys that he wants to see. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Now. Let's talk about that air mileage, right? Mm. Because uh, there is some serious teams that got hit over the head, including your San Diego Padres. The biggest uh, increase in air mileage this year from last year will be the Giants. Oof. They'll go increase about 11,000 more miles. That's a lot of miles. From 35,027 to 46,100. Well, all uh, excuse the coast, me, 111. All the coasts should get hammered by this. And that's why I say should. <laughs> second second on that list, not on the coast, the St. Louis Cardinals. I have no idea how this is possible. 8,752 miles increase from the year before. They're in, the, they're in the best spot in the country for traveling. The top, what is this, nine teams in the list. One, two, three, four, five are on the West Coast, I would consider, right? The Padres being the seventh team in there, they will increase about 5,748 miles. The Dodgers also will increase at the bottom at nine with 5,000 miles. Now, some of the teams on the flip side of that, right? Tigers, they'll decrease their mileage, 7,000 miles, 578. That is the most in decrease. Rangers, Brewers, Mets follow that, but... Tigers are about 3,000-mile decrease from the Rangers, who are second most. Well, I guess that next year, then, the Giants shouldn't be on the biggest increase list because they're going to be at home for those games that they flew to this year. Right. The uh, the Phillies uh, make twice as many visits to the Pacific time zone as Good. the Mets. Good. Uh, the Mets will take only two trips to the Pacific time zone all season. An April spin through Oakland, Los Angeles, San Francisco, and a July journey to Arizona and San Diego. That's the fewest trips from west of any team in the National League East or AL East. Who who broke this down? Do you know who did? Jason, Jason Stark. Here's, here's what he has on the Padres. The Padres, meanwhile, will make only four trips to Eastern time zone, the fewest of any West Coast team. Oh, you teams. like that. I do indeed. <laughs> I do indeed. Uh but yeah, that's one of the, uh, the some of the cool things that you got going in terms of the schedule this year. Padres will go to, I believe, New York this year. Yep. Um, Boston comes here. I believe so. 
It wasn't on my top five series I wanted to see, like, because it was away. I believe the Yankees is the one. I get to check off that Yankee box. I haven't been to that stadium. You haven't yet. been to the new Yankee stadium? No, I haven't. You, no. But I've been you obviously went to the old one. Did you ever play in the old one? No. When, I'm when not did that the old, new one happen? Because it was there in 1998, the old one. Yeah. So... Oh, I don't know. I, I don't guess know. maybe that stadium's a lot older than I thought it was. I also thought it was funny that um, the Cardinals are going to fly ten thousand more miles than the Brewers. That seems yeah, very. Well. That seems very <laughs> weird to me. Very weird to me. Uh, hang with them. Uh, see, the Yankees will play as many games in April against the Twins as the AL East will, and the Giants, Phillies, and Padres will visit Yankee Stadium before the Red Sox make their first stop on June 9th. So I don't want to be the schedule builder. Seems like a difficult task. Seems it? really difficult, and it, it it was. I believe we've talked about this before. It was some couple for a while, right? And they were doing it, and now it's like uh, a computer like that. algorithm. Like that. Uh, yeah, you know, we've all moved on to algorithms. No more human, of course. No more human stuff there. Of uh, course. Uh, what is it? Wins and wins and losses. Yeah. Oh, well, uh, just wins. The over underline for wins of baseball teams. The odds are out. And I went through and got some of the teams that we would be interested in. And I got the whole NL West. We're going to start with the Padres. 93.5. We know that. Uh, uh, you higher. and Chris said higher. Yeah. I, I said higher, too. I, 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 I feel like maybe 93, but I'm going to go higher. 93 is a good number. You think about it. This team won 89 games mm-hmm, last mm-hmm, year. Mm-hmm. So that's a four-win increase. Certainly um, room. I think there's room for more there. Yeah. But 93 is a good win total. Dodgers are still up uh, further than the Padres. Ninety-six and a half wins for the Dodgers. I, I just, I, I know they're the Dodgers. I know they're good, but they didn't do enough in the off season. But they I had a to, whole bunch, though, dude. They they did have a whole bunch. They but had they, a whole bunch. Ninety-five Don't make wins them a, is still a lot. It is. I'm not listen. Ninety-six seems high for me. I, I think they're probably should be around ninety-three, ninety-four as well, right? But. Uh, don't make the mistake to think this team is just gonna be, roll over. Be be sorry. No, I'm not gonna make that mistake because they've won the division like every year for a long time. So the Diamondbacks are 74 and a half wins on the year. I guess that's about right, but they didn't. I mean, they went like, uh, in the 70s. They won 74. And what's their number? 74 and a half. So they're they're. Predicting that they'll win the same amount. I don't know. I, I like the Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks always play well. I think Diamondbacks will, will be a better win, better team than seventy four wins. Me too. The Giants eighty one and a half wins, so basically five hundred. I can't. You 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 think that? I'm gonna go with you then because I don't know what they got going on. But would they would they finish that last year? Not five hundred eighty one oh, and eighty one. Yes, yes. <laughs> that, I don't I don't know that the division got stiffer. Maybe it did, right? I mean, the Diamondbacks are better. Rockies aren't. Rockies aren't. We'll get to the Padres Rockies in are just better. A second. Dodgers aren't. But the Dodgers than they were last year. Better than, right, but I'm saying yeah. they weren't. They're not as good as they were last year. Well, the so Giants you're, are still sticking with Brandon Crawford. They were trying to replace that with Carlos Correa, but they're 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 not getting any younger. They lost Brandon Belt, which he was pretty old, but he was their everyday first baseman or DH or something like that. I just feel like the Giants are in for a hurting. They lost Arson Judge, <laughs> so they lost Rod- Rodon. Rodon, correct. They still have Logan Webb. They still have some of those guys, but yeah, I just... you know, I'm gonna say lower. I'm gonna okay. say lower than. I've convinced they... you. Yeah, you have. All right, yeah, good. I'm gonna say lower. 
The Rockies, though, Mr. Monfort said that they were going to be at least 500, but they're They over, won 68 games last year. They won 68 games? Yes. Well, they're going to be expected to win less games, 65 and a half for the Rockies. You, I can see that being lower, too, but I, I'll, I'll give you 65. All right. I'll, I'll say I agree with that. Um, I'm just going to say for spite reasons, they're going to win like 58 games. That's that's so that's like a record. I don't know what the record is. Winning fifty eight, winning sixty five doesn't matter. I don't think it matters. Except <laughs> in the draft, that's it. That's exactly right. Uh, Phillies eighty nine and a half games, so four games below the the Padres. Phillies made a splash. Trey Turner. Um, I'm gonna say they go over just because of they added to the team. What was their number? Eighty nine and a half. Eighty nine. And they made it to the World half. Series. I can see that. I can see eighty nine and a half. I can see more than that. Actually, I, I I would say. Well, let me see what they won last year. They won. Of course, the, <laughs> more, of course, this is already rebooted for twenty twenty three already. Uh, oh yeah, you yeah. have to hit the drop down, and it's, that's it's all a bad. Pain. Oh, okay, I don't have time to do that's all that. That's all bad. <laughs> um, I feel like eighty nine is too low. I think it's low. Yeah, me too. I think that's low. I would say that they'll win more than eighty nine games. The Yankees and Mets are both 94 and a half games. Mets won 100 games last year. Yankees won in the upper 90s last year. Let's go slow here. 94 for the Mets? Yeah, 94 and a half for the Mets. I would expect them How, to... I, so so they so Athletic is telling me the Dodgers are better than the Mets? The odds are telling you that, yeah. Huh, the odds yeah. makers are saying that to you. I don't buy that. You don't buy it at all? I don't buy that. I would flip flop those. I think probably the, the Dodgers should be at ninety four, and the Mets, Mets should be at, at ninety six and a half. Yeah. What about the Yankees? Ninety four and a half. That's about right. Yeah, they kept their their guy. So, uh, St. Louis Cardinals eighty eight and a half. I see that going up. Me too. Um, They're always there. I think that division is pretty weak. It was last Brewers, year. Brewers. I don't think the Brewers got any better. The Reds. They Will Myers. I don't know about the Reds getting that much better. <laughs> the Pirates are they? Pirates in the definitely yeah. had, got, didn't get better. I mean, they got cuts back, but and then the Cubs. Cubs got better. Cubs got better. So the, it's going to be a Cubs Cardinals, Cardinals division. That's odd. Cubs Cardinals, Cubs Brewers, Cardinals Brewers. Like it's, it's, it's never usually those the three. Reds. It's usually those three. <laughs> it's never the Reds or the Pirates. Uh, let's see. Yeah, the I mean Mariners eighty six and a half. Brewers eighty six and a half. Where are the Astros at? Oh, the Astros were like ninety-seven and okay, a half. That's about right. Yeah, I think I think the the Mariners could be a little bit more. I think their team is going to be sneaky good again. I don't know if they can really be sneaky good anymore. They got to the playoffs last year, so yeah. I don't know. We'll no see. More sneakiness. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's get to break. When we come back, our interview of the week follows. Morgan and Chris on the way. Heading towards the end of the show here on Gwen and Chris. I'm Scraby. Tony just stepped out of the room for one second. Didn't think he was going to... I don't think he knew that the commercial break was uh, going to be over soon. But anyway, he will be at FanFest tomorrow signing autographs. And so will 97.3 The Fan. We are going to be at FanFest from 11 till 4 tomorrow. So Coach and Braden get the broadcast started uh, at 11 a.m. They'll go to 1 p.m. Then Ben and Woods, 1 to 3. And then I will wrap up the... Fan Fest broadcast from 3 to 4. So as you're driving into Fan Fest, you can listen to us. As you're driving out of Fan Fest, you can listen to us. And there's a lot of different people that are going to be stopping by and, 
and talking with um, all of us tomorrow. So I know that Bob Melvin's going to stop by. I know that there is a player that's going to stop by. So FanFest is going to be really fun tomorrow. Hope to see you all out there. And, um, you know, I saw another tweet, actually. It was 120,000 tickets that were sold. But still, the demand for these tickets are outrageous, and I love it. I mean, it's going to be a lot of fun. There's going to be a lot of energy in the ballpark tomorrow. So hope to see you all out there. But until then... We are going to do our interview of the week, and that was ESPN's Alden Gonzalez. He's a very good writer for ESPN, and he joined us earlier to talk about spring training storylines. He also talked to us a little bit about Trevor Bauer, and then he has a story on the 2022 um, Polaroid book that the Padres did. I forgot the word Polaroid for a second, but he will talk about all of that in just a second. But first, let's check on your traffic report. Back at it again, and it is now time for our premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline guest, Alden Gonzalez, ESPN. You guys have gotten to know Alden a little bit. He's been on our show quite a few times over the uh, winter, but that's coming to an end. Spring training right around the corner, Alden, and uh, are you ready, man? Is it Has it come quick? I, I don't know about you guys, but spring training really, really caught up to me. Um, <laughs> it's about a week away now. I'm wondering where the off season went. Maybe it's because of all the news that we had and how quickly these free agents signed and how crazy December was. But I, I can't believe it, but we're just a little over a week away from spring training. I'm kind of not ready, but, <laughs> but I think I'll get there. <laughs> I think we'll, I'm in the same boat as you. I'm kind of not ready. I'll definitely get there. You, you bring up a good point. This off season was it felt different than than many off seasons in, in, in recent history. A lot of activity, a lot of movement. My guess is it has something to do with this fresh new collective bargaining agreement. But it does set up for some pretty cool storylines going into spring training. What are some of the ones you're looking at? Oh, there are several. I will tell you, um, speaking specifically about spring training, what I'm really going to be interested to see is just how teams are adjusting for all the new rules that we're going to mm. see this season. Yeah. The pitch clock, how pitchers and hitters are adjusting to that. I think, personally, I don't know how you feel, Tony, but I think it's going to be probably an even bigger adjustment for the hitters than it is going to be for the yeah. pitchers. Yeah. Um, and also just how teams are utilizing these shift restrictions. I mean, we kept wondering about uh, whether you're going to see uh, outfielders just sort of shade very differently to just sort of still shift on guys when you can't do it with your infielders. Um, maybe we'll get a glimpse as to how the bigger bases, the pickoff limits are going to – are, are going to influence the running game. I'm hoping to see a lot more attempted steals this coming season. So that's that's the big one to me. Um, but from a transactional standpoint, I'm really going to be interested in the Brian Reynolds situation. Ah, uh, yes. The Pirates have been um, – uh, apparently they've had a really high asking price for Brian Reynolds, as they should, because they could still trade him at the trade deadline, and they'll still get a really good return on him. But he has made it known that he wants to be traded. And I think it's very interesting, too, because you look at the teams that could really use a Brian Reynolds. The Dodgers are certainly one of them. They have a really big hole in center field right now. He'd be perfect for them. Look at the Yankees. They have a big hole in left field. He would be perfect for them, too. Others would certainly be in the mix. I'd be curious about that one. The other one for me, uh, guys, is um, just guys fitting into teams. One of them for me is Jacob deGrom. How does he look? We know how electric he can be when he's right. He's the best pitcher in baseball, I think, when he is right. Is he going to be that for the Texas Rangers? 
And then the other one hits close to home for you, Tony, and that's Fernando Tatis Jr. Yeah. How does he look? Where are they playing him? What do teammates have to say about him? What's the vibe around him? How they feel about him? How he's feeling about the whole situation? Um, that's a fa- that's going to be a fascinating storyline, obviously, not just this spring, but moving forward. Yeah, Alden, we are um, looking forward to seeing what Fernando Tatis Jr. does here in San Diego, just because like he's, he's endeared to the city. People love him here in San Diego, and so I think a lot of people are willing to give him a second shot, and same with his teammates, but... Up there in L.A., the Dodgers said that they were unanimously um, – they decided to cut Trevor Bauer from the team. And there's so much baggage there that it's just – in my opinion, it's hard for a team to take a chance on him right now. Do you think he finds a team this season, or do you think he pitches at all this season? I don't know. That's a tough one, and that's – it's a question that basically everybody is wondering right now, including people in front offices, about whether anybody's going to take a chance. Yeah. I will say this. Um, I'm never going to say no. I'm not going to say there's no chance because all it takes, obviously, is just one team to take a chance. And look, I mean, you look around the landscape of this offseason and how expensive free agents were, where those contracts got, how valuable starting pitchers are. And I'm sure as soon as he got released by the Dodgers, as soon as he got DFA, there were a ton of front offices throughout the sport who were wondering about the merits of signing a pitcher who, if he goes back to who he was a year and a half ago, which is obviously not, it's not a sure thing, right. but it's certainly attainable, um, that you could get for the major league minimum. Front offices are so hyper-focused on efficiency these days. That's got to be a tantalizing thought for anybody. But this is, this is the point that I've been making about Trevor Bauer. At the end of the day, signing Trevor Bauer is going to be an ownership-level decision. And you're going to have to sell your fan base on the merits of acquiring somebody who was suspended longer than anybody in the history of the domestic violence policy. And I will tell you throughout the history of the sport, there are very few active players who have been suspended longer than 162 games. But not only are you going to have to do that, you're going to have to overcome that last hurdle with Trevor Bauer, which is that up until this point, or at least up until the point when the Dodgers designated him for assignment. He is somebody who not only faced this suspension, but has had no contrition whatsoever in the wake of that suspension. And I think that ultimately, even though, like I said before, I think front offices talked about it a ton, it's a very big hurdle to clear at the end of the day. To get to that final stage, and he's still not showing any contrition for any of the things that he's been accused of, that's a tough one. Yeah, it, it, that's certainly an ownership decision. And in today's day and age where um, everybody's voice can be heard, uh, that is a tough, tough climb for any team, I think, uh, to get yep. over in terms of that contrition part. Uh, you did kind of lead me to the next biggest question. Uh, it's across the street, really, there from Los Angeles. Uh, the Angels. Now, this situation is, 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 is different because obviously Shohei Otani is the prized jewel that everybody's talking about come next offseason, uh, maybe even at the deadline. I doubt it, but uh, it, it could be. Uh, but all of a sudden, Artie Moreno has decided not to sell the team. First, yeah. do you think yeah. that helps or hurts the chances of Shohei Otani returning as an angel? You know, I don't know. I wish I could answer that question for you because it's a question that a lot of people have, and I don't know. Okay. Because 
Shohei Otani has rarely sort of led us into just what kind of things he's looking for, uh, the types of things that he values. I will say this. Um, I don't know his relationship with Arnie Moreno. What I do know about Shohei Otani is that he wants to win. He wants to go somewhere where he can be proven to be on a team that's going to consistently win. Under Artie Moreno, at least over these last, basically, the Angels have not won. The Angels have employed Mike Trout. For many of those years, they've employed Mike Trout at a very, very, very reasonable cost. Yeah, yeah. And haven't been able to do any winning around him. They had Shohei Otani for, for the vast majority of his time here. Actually, each of these last five years, they've employed him at a very, very reasonable cost. They haven't been able to do any winning. While they haven't done any winning, they also haven't developed players in their farm system. No. So they've actually gotten nowhere over these last 10-plus years. And I'm sure Shohei Otani looks around. He's a really smart guy, very inquisitive, and wonders what the long-term future of the Angels are. And the, the problem with the Angels has been not that they don't they, – under Artie Moreno's ownership, especially in these last 10 years, they haven't invested enough in infrastructure, in coaches, in their development. And then on the other side of that, if you're not getting guys coming through your pipeline, you have to overspend in free agency if you want to contend. They haven't done that either. They haven't been willing to exceed the luxury tax threshold to do what's needed to, to, plot, to, to plug a ton of holes on their 40-man roster. So I will say, does it help or hurt? I think it's only going to help if Artie Moreno shows bigger commitment in investing in the product, both the players, but also all of the infrastructure to make the Angels a winning organization and then sell Shohei Otani on that. Anything short of that, and it's going to hurt their chances. We're talking to Alden Gonzalez from ESPN here on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad Fan Hotline. I saw a funny stat about Mike Trout over the weekend. He's been to more Eagles playoff games than he's played in himself. <laughs> so I, I got to wonder about Mike Trout. He's locked up. I mean, I he, he's he's getting paid a lot of money to be there in uh, with the Angels. But what do you think? When is he ever going to be a guy who's going to try to get out? Because he seems like he's just a team guy. He stays the course. But I got to think... He's only been. He, it hasn't been since 2014 yeah. since he's been in the playoffs. I gotta think he wants to get back there. You know, one of the great things about uh, Mike Trout, and I think it's something that's helped him out in his life, is that he is an eternal optimist. Mm -hmm. And every spring he shows up, and I think he genuinely believes that the Angels can win that year. And I'm sure that he's going to show up this spring, and he is going to believe that the Angels are going to win. He's going to see what they did in the off season signing Tyler Anderson and acquiring Hunter Renfro and Gio Urshela. And I think they – I truthfully think they did a nice job of at least creating more depth in the 40-man roster, which is what they needed to do. They didn't make huge splashes, but they made a lot of moves that gave them, frankly, more major league quality players on their roster. And he's going to believe that they can win. Um, will he ever be the type of guy to ask out and demand a trade? Everything I've ever heard about him from people around him indicates that that's just not who he is and that's just not his personality and if he ever did do that one day it honestly would surprise me i think he's happy there i think he's happy living by the beach and playing in a, with a franchise that although they're not rebuilding um they're still not sort of 
in the spotlight all the time, and he could just sort of hide a little bit there. Um, and then just going back to his home in New Jersey in the offseason. I think he's happy with his life. Would he want, does he want to win? Absolutely. Yeah. Does he want to be in the playoffs? Absolutely. Is it to the point where he's getting, re- where he's getting incre- incredibly frustrated and he wants to go somewhere else and he doesn't want to waste away his career in Anaheim? I don't think that's where we're at. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't see him being one of those guys that's going to push his way out. He's going to be the greatest point. baseball player to ever play three playoff games. In some ways, he, yep. he reminds me of my father a little bit in terms mm, of interesting. just being loyal and wanting to be in the place that, that he's at. i got to ask point. you uh, w- one last Padre question before we get out of here. I know um, early in the offseason you wrote about the Padres. I, I would call it a good problem to have with uh, Soto coming up on free agency and uh, yeah. Manny being having the ability to opt out. It seems to me that, that out of all of the Boris clients – Soto seems to play things pretty close to the vest. Like he doesn't really, he doesn't really lead any which way. How, how likely? How? What are the percentages? Do you think uh, Soto can can stay here in San Diego? You know, if I had to, more of a guess at this point. Yeah. But if I had to pick one player among their superstar players. To not be, and Padres fans are going to hate me for this, but <laughs> one, one superstar player to not be there three years from now. We're talking about, obviously, Xander Bogart's not going anywhere. He just signed an 11-year contract. Um, but between Xander, between Manny Machado, who, as you said, can opt out of his contract, and Fernando Tessis Jr., who, hey, you know what? Maybe he could be traded. You know, we, we've talked about them before. Um, and Juan Soto. I would think Juan Soto is the least likely to stay. Mm. Now, obviously, it's totally possible that all four of them are there. I'm not trying to eliminate that possibility. But I think Juan Soto, being as young as he is and on the trajectory that he's on, and look, he had a down year last year. He still had a really, really good year, especially relative to his age. Um, We forget that. We forget how young he is. The type of money that he can command two years from now, and I think, obviously, who his agent is. I think Scott Boris sees him as another client who could redefine mm. um, free agency. Um, that's the guy that I think, at the very least, will test free agency. I mean, look look at the contract he turned down with the Washington Nationals. Was it 450 right? This is a man. Yeah, this is a man who knows his work. Once again, thank you to Alden Gonzalez for coming on and spending some time with us. That's going to do it for this week. We'll catch you Monday, and guess what? We get to finally start talking real Super Bowl stuff. So you guys, have a good night. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey.